Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Last First Date Radio, featuring interviews with experts in dating, relating, and mating in midlife. And now, here's your host, Sandy Weiner. Hello, everybody. This is Sandy, and I am excited to have you here at Last First Date Radio. We are a an acclaimed show that brings you top experts and cutting-edge authors to teach you how to attract and sustain healthy relationships, especially in midlife. And today, I'm going to be speaking with author Ava Miles about her new series on the Goddess Guides to Being a Woman. I love this title. Um, Ava's a great guest, and I'm really excited to bring her on in a few minutes. And I want you to know that I'm in the middle of a five-day Broken Picker Challenge. Um, I have created this free five-day challenge, so if anybody is interested, you can join at lastfirstdate.com forward slash challenge. That's lastfirstdate.com forward slash challenge. It's not too late to join us. We're only two days in. And today we're talking about red flags and the red flags that many of us have missed. And so when... When you do this inner work that we're going to be talking about today on the program about really loving yourself, honoring yourself, seeing the goddess within, you don't make these big red flag mistakes. Your picker gets fixed. So I hope that you join my challenge and become the woman of value who attracts in the toe-curling epic love that you deserve. And every week I bring you a tip on how to be a woman of value. And this week's tip is step number 23, be aware of your tone. And just imagine sometimes we say things and we really don't realize that we're saying them in a tone that's really nasty and uh, passive aggressive, really, because we're saying words that are kind, but our tone is like, I hate your guts. So if you've ever been guilty of that, like you're really working on not yelling, so you're suppressing a lot of emotion, and your tone is is just really, it's got an edge to it. So there was an exercise that I did with my Woman of Value retreat attendees where we actually practiced saying the same thing twice, once when we were really, really angry at somebody, and once when we had done a guided meditation to calm ourselves down and surround ourselves with love. So before you say something to somebody that you might regret, try and get to a really centered space so that you can say it from a place of love and not anger. So that is it. I want you to also join my private Facebook group. It is amazing. We're up to about 2,000 women in there, and it's, um, it's for single women over 40, So if you are single, if you are looking for love, if you are in a relationship and looking for love, join us. And we're just not married women, but women who are in new relationships. Everybody's welcome. It's called Your Last First Date on Facebook, and it is a group that I monitor very closely so that the conversation stays positive. There's no man bashing allowed. It's kindness-centered. All right, so on to the show Ava Miles is an international best-selling author. She calls herself a divine rock star. 
She believes that everybody is a divine rock star deep down. She has a BA in rhetoric and technical writing and Spanish and two graduate degrees, one in international peace studies and another in poli-sci. And she spent many years traveling all around the world sharing her gifts with women and men in war-torn countries. She helped them rebuild and reintegrate their communities after intense struggle or amidst intense struggle. And she has managed multi-million dollar projects and multinational teams of people in the private sector and in nonprofits and domestic and international agencies, and as, as well as multilateral organizations like the UN. And now she brings all of that experience together with her passion for sparking joy and personal success in people's lives. And she launched an all-new series of life-fulfillment books called The Goddess Guides to Being a Woman. She has seven books in total. And these books invite us all to reimagine what it means to be a modern woman on our own terms. So join Ava now in letting the brilliance of your true goddess nature and that of all the girls and women in your life shine through. Join me now for episode number 284, The Goddess Guide to Being a Woman with author Ava Miles. Welcome to the show, Miss Goddess. (laughs) Hey, welcome back. Uh, Goddess, too. (laughs) We're all goddesses, right? So yay us. (laughs) (laughs) So let's let's talk about what what does goddess mean to you? <laughs> goddess means to me that we a lot of us I think know just it doesn't matter what spiritual tradition or religious tradition we we kind of know that we're more than just this human body and there's this I call it a divine peace uh, an infinite knowledge an eternal brilliance uh, joy love all of those things that I think we say you know exist in spiritual people and to me it's just about being yourself and once you decide to be honest and to be um, to ask yourself the questions like what makes you happy what do you really want to do with your life what do you really want to devote your time to what kinds of people make you feel good like once you start deciding to be honest with that and listening to yourself and that to me is that inner goddess that you know goddess self you really become this goddess woman and I think for me I you know like there's a lot of talk about the divine feminine but divine feminine like lives in us but as a woman that's why I decided to do all these books topically we have all these sort of human things as a woman that sort of trip us up sometimes it can be sex it can be power it can be personal expression it could be you know drama or toxicity in relationships um or even, as you say, you call it the broken picker. But to me, it's like those. there's these pieces in being a woman and having this life experience uh, that we sort of like need to kind of have a little like extra goddess guidance on. And so that's what kind of came through me. <laughs> and I'm really excited oh. to be sharing it because it's something that I've transformed from. And I just wanted to, it's like my whole life has been about sharing um, my own experience. I think that's why we're here to help everyone, you know, sort of get to where they really want to be and giving them the tools and the empowerment to say like, how, you know, you're, you're a divine rock star. You're a goddess woman. And, like, is, and isn't it time to just be happy and be like you and, like, rock it? I love it. Rock rock the goddess. This is like, uh, what's that song that used to rock the... Uh... Rock the something, something. Rock the dun, dun. Yeah, yeah I, I can't yeah, really... Yeah. I always, like, get it, like, two words, and I'm like, rock the casbah. Ah, there it is. That's I should know it. that because I, I worked in Morocco. <laughs> I'm like ready to dance. Rock the casbah. Okay, so now that we've finished the dance portion of the show, um, let's talk about um, 
that you, you talk about the fact that this is a time of revolution for the modern woman. So I know you spoke a little bit about how women are changing the modern women. So can you talk a little bit more about this revolution idea? Well, I think we see it everywhere. I mean, it started, you know, I thought it was so obvious. I mean, if you, you know, had even been living, you know, like I would say in like certain parts of uh, certain countries I used to work in that didn't have like television, you would have like heard about Wonder Woman. And suddenly everyone wants to be Wonder Woman, right? And Wonder Woman is like a powerful, sexy, empowered like woman, basically, right? But she's a goddess. And so you see this huge arc, right, of all these women being excited, and especially little girls, because they're like, wow, imagine, like they're starting to imagine being able to, like, fulfill their own destiny, right? Because that's the story. And then what do we see happen? Like, in an interesting sort of dovetail in the same Hollywood arc, it's kind of funny how this happens, we see Me Too Mm -hmm. happen, right? Mm -hmm. And all these women start coming out, and they're saying, I'm tired of this. I'm not going to put up with this harassment, with this assault. I'm not going to, like, stand for you saying, I need to trade on my dreams and my gifts as an actress or as a professional or as a woman in order to get something. And so, like, I think this is a tremendous time of that. We're asking all sorts of questions as women and also as men. Um, We're telling men we're not going to take that anymore from some of you. Like, okay. But we're also standing up for ourselves, and we're saying we're raising our standards. We're no longer going to say – I was just talking with one of my dear, dear friends who, like, I mean, she's, you know, a huge self-help expert. And she was saying, you know, she was with somebody who kind of made a pass at her this weekend, and she realized – all the times when she worked that she looked the other way when somebody would put their hand on their ass, her ass because she just said it was what was done. And she just had mm-hmm. this moment of, like, pure jolt, like, this is not going to happen anymore. And I was like, well, look at you. All of us are getting, like, in some ways this revolution. You know, like, for me, as someone who worked corporate for a very long time in one of the most conservative power cities in the world, Washington, D.C., <laughs> and then I worked in mm-hmm. war zones, which, you know, can have even more of an interesting lens, you know, like, the conceptions of what it means to be a powerful woman, what it means to even, like, be sexy. And I don't mean, like, you know, that's those stereotypes. So I think we're asking those questions. Like, you know, all the she deserves it or she looks a certain way and that's why this happened. Like, that's just a bunch of junk that we need to let go of. We need to start supporting uh-huh. each other. We need to start deciding what it means to be, like, joyful. I call it shining brightly. And, like, we're all, we're all sort of, we all have the capacity to, like, create that inner beauty and that inner sexiness just by being us because you can tell when someone's magnetic, right? Like, they're not necessarily having to do anything. They're just shining. And to me, that's that goddess woman self being true to herself and just, like, literally just, I call it goddess swagger, like, just literally walking with her <laughs> goddess swagger, rocking, rocking her life. And those are the people that you're just like, wow. <laughs> so I think we're, a lot of us want that, and a lot of us are having to ask some, you know, scary, we're have to, having to ask some scary questions about why we're settling, why we're unhappy. You know, I'm 43. I've made a huge career change at 39, you know, something that most people would have said, like, a lot of people said was crazy. <laughs> you know, and here I am, an international bestseller, self-made millionaire, and it's just like phenomenal, and I'm happier than I've ever been before. So, you know, mm. there's a formula here. <laughs> yeah. Well, I find that, you know, I think that we, so many of us are people pleasers and we being some version of ourselves to make other people happy and have given up big bits of ourselves. And I've done many shows about that. And I, that's been my journey as well. And I think that when you really tap into your truth and a lot of people don't know what that is. So when you say, you know, that's when you, when you do find that joy, but a lot of people are confused. Um, They are so distanced and have distanced themselves from themselves for so long that they don't even trust their intuition anymore. Um, 
that, you know, when you say be yourself, so a lot of people also take that to mean, well, I can just, you know, say whatever I want to anybody. I can just dress like a ragamuffin. I can put on no makeup because that's me, damn it. Um, So so how do we differentiate between the, you know, the the I'm me and screw you um, and the other piece of, like, how do people tap into their truth? Yeah, when mm-hmm. they've well, been so distanced from it. That's to me the greatest journey of uh, of all the goddess guides. You know, they're, they might be topical, but really it's about, for me, you know, I mean, as someone who I, I resonate very much with what you said about, you know, people pleasing and all that stuff, I was the conformist. I wasn't the rebel. <laughs> you know, uh-huh. there were too many punishments involved in, in rebelling. And so, like, I quickly learned that was just not going to be the, the good track. <laughs> but I think for me uh-huh. and for, what the, for the people that I work with, because I'm also, you know, I've got other spiritual ghosts. That's why I call it a divine rock star. So there's no, like, of those pejorative things. It's really looking back at what you're story has been and saying I'm going to look at this with with new eyes and I call them you know it's like you put your goddess glasses on and be like okay wow I was really looking for love here like from my parents or in these relationships or what have you and this is what I compromised on for myself and owning that story and then you know doing what I really believe and I feel like probably you do too like deleting literally deleting the story patterns that are related to those some people call them archetypes that people call them relationship patterns, life patterns, but it's really about getting in there and digging in. And so once you start, for me, like looking at the stories, being willing to delete what your core beliefs are, because those are the things that lock them in place. If you really believe that you're not lovable, you're going to people please so, like you're going to people please your whole life because you're trying Mm -hmm. to look for someone to tell you you're okay. And so the goddess guy's journey is looking at what those stories are, deleting them, and by doing that, you're sort of resetting yourself back to that inner like goddess, that intuition, that uh, gut sort of knowledge, whatever we want to call it. We have so many good you know, like words for them. But it's that place where you start to really recognize um, what that inner voice is. And it does take, it's not something that's like you just flip a switch. No, I really don't, I haven't seen that happen. <laughs> Being a human being, we no. have that little thing called ego. And if we've been letting the ego rule us for a really long time and sort of like listening to that voice, the one that says you're not enough, um, and taking on other people's sort of perspectives that shame us and like do that, we start getting like really coded in all of that. Um, and I think, like I said, the revolution is people are starting to throw that off and they're starting to ask those questions and that's a great first step because awareness is huge and then from awareness comes the sense of conscious action and expression um, and that's to your point about you know dressing and whatever I think some people like if they want to dress a certain way like I think it's just being aware of like what is that going like do you really care what that's going to mean for you you know I mean if you look mm-hmm. at you know some people I was I was laughing um, this morning or whatever, I was looking, um, and some people really rock the fact that they have a, you know, a CD out or a song out that says explicit lyrics on it. And I was like, mm-hmm. that's like, they think that's just awesome, and that fits very well into their industry. <laughs> you know, but if right. you're in a different kind of industry, like, you know, perhaps you're not going to be in that industry because you're not going to have that kind, that's not going to be your kind of thing. So I feel like it just sort of naturally, it just kind of naturally works itself out. you just got to be willing to kind of take those steps. 
um, you know, like I said, but it's a process, you know, and that's why I wanted to make sure that I had, <laughs> you know, I released all seven books at the same time. I wanted to make sure that women had the resources to look at the types of topics that they really felt the most attracted to, you know, even on eating, for example, because so much of, so many people have issues around weight and around eating and around shame, you know, related to like, do they binge? Do they not binge? You know, all that stuff. Do they suppress with their emotions through food? And it was like, well, let's talk, let's talk about these things. Um, and then let's go and reset the sort of to that self, but it's really about loving ourselves, right? It's really about believing that we're good mm-hmm. enough. Uh, and mm-hmm. that's like, that's the piece. And it's looking at the stories that have like, sort of like thrown us off course. Because when we're, when we're born, we don't, we don't have a sense that we're not lovable. We really don't. Um, it, it sort of like starts to taper off a little bit, depending on our experiences, depending on the kind of situation we find ourselves in, either with a family or without a family. Um, but that's the piece. And it's getting back to sort of that purity that and I don't make purity like has all sorts of triggers, right? But it's getting back to that like pure knowledge of how great we are because we really are that great. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it, the way you make it sound so delicious and um, and really the goal that most people are working towards and yet they, they trip themselves up because intellectually they know these things. Like, yes, they become yeah. aware, they mm-hmm. know the actions to take and then they keep like getting stuck. So do you have any exercises that you recommend to help people mm-hmm. move past the saboteur? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because, I mean, to me, I mean, I love positive thinking. I'm all about positive thinking. But positive thinking I have discovered in my own transformation, and I also speak as somebody who's got healing gifts, it just hasn't always been enough. And part of that is because mm-hmm. we've got these, these stories that are locked in with all of this energy and all of this emotion. And that's what I call the backward pull, right? It's like you know that, you know, I'll just take a good example from, from my life. You know that this person in your family is toxic, Every time you talk to them, they shame you. They're always saying, oh, well, you know, you're so big for your britches now or blah, 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 blah. And you know that you're just going to be unhappy talking to them. You know, it's going to trigger all sorts of feelings. And you're like, why am I engaging in this anymore? (laughs) Well, you're engaging Uh because, oh, you have this story around the fact that this is a family member, right? And it's like, even though you know, gosh, you shouldn't let somebody talk to you that way. Your standards are better. Like, you don't engage in this with other people. You're still feeling that pull. And it's like, okay. That's when you sit back, and I can laugh about this now because, I mean, God knows I've cried about it too, right? Because you're just like, oh, my gosh, right? It's like, why does it have to be this hard? <laughs> mm-hmm. Or why do why can't people make choices that are so much more loving and kind? Like, really, is it that difficult? And it is sometimes, it seems like, for some people, right? So for me, usually what I go and just say is I'll ask uh, just a simple question. You know, anywhere I have fear or shame that's running, like, <laughs> my decision here, I'm just going to transmute and delete it. I'm just going to forgive myself Mm. for believing I need to engage with this. And then I take a breath. And usually there's all this emotion that kind of rises because to me emotion is like just there's energy, right? We can talk about quantum physics and all that jazz, but that's just too technical. But it's like emotion and stories and words have such power, and that power has all this energy. And once we start to actually be like consciously deleting it and letting it go, it's huge. That's why forgiveness is so huge because we're letting uh-huh. go of all this grudge energy, all of this angst, all of this anger. It's so liberating. But man, sometimes it can get like so hard, right? Because like that, you know, asshole, jerk, blah 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 blah. You know, we get into victim speak, right? They did this to me, or you know, blah uh-huh. blah blah. 
And stepping back, I talk a lot about, you know, like looking at the language we use. You know, are we using victim-perpetrator language or are we using goddess kind of language, which is I feel this or I see this, Mm -hmm. I see things this way. You know, and so it's shifting, it really is shifting how we see the world and it's getting back to that perspective of like, yeah, there's, we're human (laughs) and yeah, you know, like, can I say shit? Shit happens. <laughs> I just said it. Um, you know, things happen that hurt us, and, you know, things come out of the woodworks, as we say, you know, that you don't see that so-and-so suddenly, you know, that you've been married to for 12 years has been cheating on you for the last year and leaves you for someone, and you're left with this huge, like, hole in your life. You don't really kind of know where to go with it. Um, but all you suddenly start to realize is when you look back at all the men that you've dated, they all fit the same pattern, and you were looking for the same thing from each of them because you were looking for that in yourself. And that's mm-hmm. when the good stuff starts happening. And, yeah, is there going to be grief? I mean, I don't I, – I always say I don't Pollyanna anybody because, like, I had, you know, like a lot of years <laughs> of, like, very serious – when you look back at your stories and you look back at the things that kind of hurt you, man, you got to let that go. And there's, there are tears. There are, you know, there's sadness. There's anger. But to me, if you're not willing to feel that, you're not going to be able to feel the kind of joy that, you know, you can also feel. And that's the thing. It's like – the happiness that I feel now, the joy, the pure enchantment I have with life is because I'm willing to feel that other stuff. Um, and I was willing to feel the stuff that I had repressed in the past. And that's mm, like, that's I think, a, everyone's journey, you know? Yeah, that's that's so important what you just said. So so much of what you just said. But I think that last piece where it's not just about the pleasure, it's about feeling the pain. Like all your feelings are valid feelings. And oh, yeah. Instead of running away from fear, move towards it. Like, really explore it. Because often fear is just a big gaping hole. We don't even know what it is. And when you move into it, you go, oh, that's what that was? Okay. Yeah. That's funny. I'm just finishing Goddess's Face. I'm just finishing Goddess's Face Fear because it comes out in January. (laughs) Ah, (laughs) Talking like the whole book is about facing fear and how absolutely Mm. critical that is. Um, And uh, anyway, so, I mean, it is. It's absolutely like it's the piece of us that um, holds us back from making the changes. But once we start to look at what we're really afraid of and also to tap into what I call divine courage, uh, that's the piece that goes and moves us. It moves us forward um, because we're sitting mm-hmm. in the seat of our heart, and we know that it's the right thing to do. For example, when you find out that your husband has cheated on you after 12 years, and he actually doesn't want a divorce, and you're like, "Wait a minute." I know that I need to leave this relationship. I know that he's going to keep doing this. He hasn't been honoring me as a woman, as a wife, as a lover, as a friend, mm-hmm. as a companion for years, and I've been unhappy. That's when you put, like, the seat of your heart and you say, I need to go, and I need to, like, expect that there is going to be a man that's going to show up for me. It may not be, mm-hmm. you know, like in six months. I may need two years. It doesn't matter. I just know that it's going to be wonderful because I finally am going to, like, get the love that I deserve, that I want. And that, Mm -hmm. to me, is life-transforming, absolutely life-transforming. Absolutely. And there's a comment that I just read today in my Facebook group for the Broken Picker Challenge, and somebody wrote about her current boyfriend and how he says he loves her and he treats her like crap. I mean, basically, she went into a whole long story about it, but that's really the bottom line is lovely texts, I love you so much, and and then he he's not available. And so right. and then she her thing was if he's not into me, why doesn't he leave me? Why is he torturing me? So it's the exact same thing that you're talking about that victim language of why is he who cares why he's doing it? 
you recognize the fact that he is doing it and and mm-hmm. see that it's a red flag and know that you deserve better and yeah. you know speak up for it and take yeah. action you yeah. know and that's that's where it it takes a lot of strength because if you've if you're repeating stories from your past mm-hmm. if if mm-hmm. that's what happened in your family of origin then that's what you know that feels normal that feels like love and right. so when you don't have that line in the sand cuz most of us don't most of us mm-hmm. don't know what so-called normal looks like and feels mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. then it's really hard to find it and to right. you know to go for it so that was that was part of my training in the beginning when I started this whole process after my divorce was to really find out like what is an emotionally dangerous person to me and why did I ignore red flags in the past and Mm -hmm. so once you figure that stuff out it's like oh Mm -hmm. you know it's so easy to just say my ex-husband was you know he was the one who was wrong about everything because I tried really hard but I was part of it. We're all part of it. We're all part of the relationship whether we like it or not so um and it's not about shame. It's not about blame or shame. It's really about rising up to your best self and saying, I don't want to be in this position anymore. Like you said, like I want to yep. be I want to be in this divine place, not in this this victim icky place where I let somebody else control me. Um so so let's talk about um replacing goddess woman with some of the labels that other that women carry today. So how can what what are some of those labels and how can they replace them with goddess woman? Golly, well, stressed out mommy. <laughs> that comes to mind this time of year. Uh unappreciated. Like, you know, the woman who does everything for everybody else and nobody ever kind of remembers her. There's, mm-hmm. you know, all sorts of judgments, right, around sexuality, you know, like, oh, that one. Uh, I mean, I think it just kind of depends on the person, right, in terms of, like, the kinds of stories that they've got. But we've got so many. We've got ones, you know, related to the uh, gold digger kind, you know, the ones who marry for money or the ones who are the mean girls. I mean, there are so many ways that we've got. We see it in our TV shows. We see it in our books. We see it in our movies. And so mm-hmm. I think it's just the ones, for me, it's finding out the ones that kind of trigger us to go and separate ourselves out from other women. Like, what are we aware of? You know, like, are we aware of... Women, for example, who look askew at us. I get that a lot because I'm so happy. I'm usually the one that's in the restaurant laughing. (laughs) And, you know, I'll get these, like, looks from these very serious women who, you know, obviously uh, probably could have worked in a librarian for much of their life. (laughs) And they just don't want to be around or hear anybody happy. Like you can just tell, they would How rather be in their happy. They would rather be in their cloak of misery and not believe mm-hmm. that anybody could be as deliciously happy. That the wait staff could literally be beaming as they're standing next to them because they're actually treating them like a human being, and they're actually engaging. Mm-hmm. They actually might know their names. Like they don't want to like even consider that a world like that could exist. And then I just mm. bless them because it's like, I really hope that you decide to be happy for yourself, but I'm not going to take on your judgments about me. I mean, I can feel it sometimes. And it's like, but you know what? I'm not going to dim down my happiness. I'm not going to dim that down because it makes so many other people happy. But it also, it makes me happy. It's not my responsibility to, like, make her feel different. <laughs> She's choosing that, you know. So I think that's the thing also is, like, allowing people's, um, people's choices, you know, like allowing people to have their own free will. I think so much of the, especially I call it, I mean, I wrote about, it's called goddesses don't do drama. <laughs> it's all about relationships. But it's like there's so much push and pull sometimes about trying to make somebody 
different than they want to be. You know, like the Mm -hmm. person who doesn't really want to, you know, like text back perhaps or show up for the woman that you were talking about earlier. He obviously doesn't want to do that. Now, does that suck that he's still saying that he loves her? You better believe it is. You know, like really, come on now. But also, like, is she going to continue to engage with him like that? You know, is she going to say like, okay, I'm willing to settle for that kind of like attention? That's her choice. But if he doesn't, if he doesn't want to engage, well, then maybe be like, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like, I just say we can bless it and we can part ways. You know, one of the things that was a huge revelation to me, <laughs> like a few years ago, I was sitting, I was, I was in a group trying to meet other women because I was trying to make more friends, part of like building my own life too. And I just was like, I am not happy here. I am not like uh, enjoying this conversation. They're not talking about things that like really I want to talk about. Some of it was gossipy, some of it was unkind, some of it was very fear-based. And as I was leaving, I was like, I really need a different perspective because I was like, I don't want to feel judgmental. I don't want to feel that way. And so suddenly it was like my inner guidance was just, you just aren't a good match. You just aren't a good Mm -hmm. match. And Mm -hmm. I was like, that's great. Yeah, that takes the judgment all away. You want to focus on this stuff. You want to be unhappy here. Like, you know, like if I asked you, would you say you're happy? Probably not. You want to focus on these types of things. Great. I'm just not going to participate. So we just part ways. And the other thing is you you talked about attracting things, you know, earlier. I would call it manifesting or what have you. Um, Once Mm -hmm. you start making those decisions, you aren't going to cross paths with that anymore. You know, you might see it and be like, okay, you can bless it. Like, wow, you know, golly, people are still making those choices. Like, okay, you know, good for them. That's just how they're choosing to live their life. But you're not going to, like, have that anymore because you've you've decided. I mean, that's one of the Goddess Guides books is Goddesses Decide. But you want to reclaim your personal power, you've got to make decisions about what that's going to look like. You know, so much of that victim speak is also victim living. And if you really want to change your life, you have to take ownership for it, and you have to actually make decisions around what that's going to look like, as opposed to saying life just sort of, like, swept you away or carried you away or um, passed you by. Like, those are all victim speak. But when we make decisions, when we start to say, like, these are the kinds of things, these are the kind of values that I want in my life, that's just going to weed out a whole bunch of people because you're going to cross them maybe and, or they're going to come back around. Sometimes that happens, too, because we have to make sure that we've decided completely. <laughs> I always laugh yeah. when that happens. Like, oh, good, so-and-so got in touch with me. It's just like, yeah, I'm completely 100% all the way, like, not engaging in this anymore. Yay, me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So I just bless yeah, it. Well, I, I bless think... them. And I let it go. Yeah. I love that. I mean, the universe will bring us these lessons over and over until we learn them. <laughs> it's like, okay, got it. I don't need that anymore. Thank you. But I, I do remember even the beginning of my, my dating after divorce, I would attract in so many victims, you know, people who would talk about their financial issues on the phone for like three hours and I wouldn't get off Boy. the phone. And I was like, oh, my God, I had so many boundary issues and I still was feeling like I had to be a people pleaser I never attract that anymore. Never. It's yeah. like it doesn't even doesn't even cross my radar. So I think that we, you know, I like the blessed in part ways. I think that a lot of this is also changing expectations that don't expect mm-hmm. somebody to be who they're not, see who they are, pay attention. They are not going to change their stripes. They they show you who they are right away. Don't ignore it. Um, but this is wonderful. So I, I love the, you know, the last statement you made as we come to an end here about claiming your power, taking ownership for it, and making decisions to support that in order to change your life. So thank you. This was, wow, I feel like we just 
be talked through a half hour here. <laughs> um, change your life in a half hour. Kind of uh, that's us. what I call it. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you so much, Ava. And tell us um, how the people can get those books and find find you, get in touch with you. Great. All of the books are on all the retailers, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, iBooks, Kobo, Google Play. You can also go to my website at avamiles.com. I've got a Facebook page, which I always call my front porch of like positivity and happiness, um, on mm. Instagram, on Twitter. Um, but like I said, you know, I hope that everyone takes this really special time to revolutionize their life and revolutionize like the true being, which is like, you're a freaking goddess woman, rocket girl. <laughs> I love it. You're a freaking goddess woman, rocket girl. <laughs> um, thank you so much. I really uh, keep spreading that goddess love out into the world and, and change more lives. <laughs> Yay. Yay, yes. Thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure. Um, All right. And thanks, everybody, for listening today, and I hope you go on your last first date very soon. Have a great one. Mm-hmm.